The Pat Kenny Show with Matter Private Network on News Talk. Well, now I'm joined by Luke O'Neill, Professor of Biochemistry at Trinity College in Dublin. Luke, good morning. Good morning, Pat. Now, we're going to talk about motion sickness and people will be saying, well, I never so- suffer from motion sickness, seasickness or car sickness. But the future may depend on what you're about to tell us. That's right. What well, I came across this week is it turns out a lot more research happening and sort of investigations because of virtual reality. Like these headsets you can put on. Guess yeah. what? 40% of men report feeling nauseous. Yeah, I did Eight, when 80% I tried 80% of women. It's twice as... It was always known, by the way, that motion sickness is more common in women anyway. The women feel sick on these headsets. 80% report feeling nausea. So in other words, you won't be selling... Um, billion dollars worth of headsets unless you can crack this uh, this motion sickness sensation. So the metaverse is going to be frustrated by the body's tendency to get motion sickness when you're wearing one of these sets. Precisely. I went on the roller coaster on one of them, you know. Now that might have made me sick anyway. Anyway, yeah. But really it was, uh, you know, when I took off the headset I really felt, ugh. You feel odd. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, And then the driverless cars, Pat, they've shown as well. If you're in a driverless car, you're at a much higher risk of motion sickness as well. So obviously if that's a feature, they've got to find out what's going on and maybe come up with better ways to treat it. Now we'll talk about the science of motion sickness in a moment, but anecdotally, you never get motion sickness when you're driving your own car. That's the first thing. And secondly, uh, I know people who can sit in the front and never get car sickness, but in the back inevitably will. Yeah, and, so that's, what's a, and, and that's a mystery. What, what, what I, what's fascinating, the basis for this isn't fully understood. Let's start with okay. that. You know, if you're driving, though, you're concentrating and you're anticipating and your brain likes to be prepared for things and that seems to have an effect. In the front, again, you might have your eye on the horizon. And as we know, there's evidence for this, by the way. If you lock onto the horizon with your eyes, that seems to limit the chance of you getting so sick. So people you know? on their phones in the back of the car are much more might. likely to get sick. Or oh, the scrolling, because your eyes, you see, the, the the basis for it probably is a disconnect between your eyes and your ears. Your ears are sensing balance, you know, your inner ear, your vestibular canal. Yeah. And that will sense your, your posture and where you are, you know. If your eyes are saying you aren't really moving, if you're in a car looking at the floor, say, and yet your ears know you're moving, that disconnect seems to register in the brain and then you begin to feel nauseous. So if you're on your phone or reading, that's really bad because, again, your eyes are telling you one thing and your ears are telling you something else. That, that's called, by the way, Pat, there's a great name for this, it's the sensory conflict theory where your senses are in conflict there and your brain can detect that conflict. Seems to be one, one basis for this. Now, there's another theory, the toxin theory. What's that? Well, again, the question is, why would we evolve to have motion sickness? This seems like a most peculiar thing. Um, and they reckon uh, when they image the brain of people suffering from motion sickness, parts of the brain that get, get lit up when you take a poison are now registering, you know. And obviously, if you ingest a poison, you want to vomit it out. And it's a part of the brain called the area for stream, you see. And that seems to be getting fired when you have this sensory uh, conflict happening. So it looks as if it's sort of a, a byproduct of our ability to, to get rid of poisons yeah. from our bodies. Now, here's a question. If someone was blind, would they get motion sickness? That's a really good, good I don't know if that's a great question. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. suspect. Well, it's not just the eyes. It turns out your muscles are also sensing your posture. Okay. And again, if that's slightly off kilter, because when you're randomly moving, your muscles don't like it. And maybe that disconnects with the ear as well. But so it looks like muscles, ear and eyes. But it's very interesting. Maybe blind people yeah. are... Because I've often asked the question, do uh, pilots in, you know, any percentage of them ever suffer from seasonal affective disorder? Because they, have, they get the sun every day. They're yeah. up above the clouds. True. Yeah, yeah, so yeah, exactly. does you never sad know. just never affect It never pilots. happens to them. Yeah, exactly, yeah. But the yeah. blind would be fascinating. I wonder if they've done that study. It'd be interesting. Mm. Now, um, DNA is the answer to everything. Yeah. Genetic modification. Well, Can Zuckerberg 
uh, organized to have us all genetically modified, modified so we yeah. can enter his metaverse. Well, again, this is how complicated it is. It seems something simple about getting car sick, doesn't it? But, um, so 23andMe, have you heard of that organization? Lots of us gave our DNA to 23andMe. And yeah. that's a big database of human DNA. And then they asked the database if people filled in a form to say they would motion sickness or not. That, that was part of the 23andMe uh, questionnaire. You know, they could track down the genes. And there are 35 genetic variants, isn't that amazing, that seem to predict motion sickness okay. in people. So it's very complicated, you know. And then the question is, what are those genes and what are they doing, basically, you know. And if you're right, if you, if you carry certain variants, you're at higher risk then of developing motion sickness, is the idea. So it seems to be partly genetic. Now, little babies are often puking anyway, uh, but do babies suffer from motion sickness? They don't. They don't. Babies don't get it, right? And they reckon while you're a baby, your, your brain is developing still and maybe learning about these things, you know. But then, uh, when, once childhood kicks in, it peaks at the age of eight. And we all know this, don't we? Put our kids in the back of the car, yeah. peaks at eight, and then begins to go away. So it looks like it is age dependent in most people. And the ones who are susceptible could have motion sickness all their life. But the amazing fact was, if you're over 65, but you hear this study, they tested this, this VR sickness again yeah. in over 65s, much more susceptible. So that type of motion sickness driven by a VR headset is much more prominent as you age, you see. And again, that's going to be a concern, isn't it, for using these, uh, these kinds so of technologies. So if you're in a, an autonomous car, for instance, and you're therefore likely to be much more uh, sick, what would the resolution be? Would it be have grab handles everywhere so that you kind of bolster yourself hold on maybe yeah, yeah exactly yeah it's not, it's, 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 we don't know do we? I mean again if you keep your eye on the horizon I suppose if you're in a driverless car you're probably reading or not, not looking out the window yeah. are you maybe that's the reason you know so then again the advice might be sit in the front and keep your eye on the horizon okay here's a question and I'm not sure you can answer it what, why do you not really get motion sickness in trains well, that's a good question. That's more steady, probably. It's the randomness of the movement uh, that seems well, so to be part of it. So even if the train is rocking, it's rocking in a it's, kind it's, of a it's sink. It's got a periodicity, exactly. Yeah. Whereas that sort of lurching and back and forth, and especially in a car, it's, it's the randomness and your brain can't anticipate then what's going to happen next. And by the way, Pat, you don't get horse sick either. Right? So horse riding, that's very... Disruptive to your yeah. body and your muscles. You don't get horse sick. You never, nobody's ever reported having horse sickness. You know, so it just shows you. It's only in certain contexts, and it seems to be the randomness of it, and it seems to be the uncontrolled nature of it. Seems to be a big part of it. Now, is there any way to prevent car sickness? You may remember this from years ago. You'd often see cars with um, a, a little strap leading from the back bumper down to the ground and it was supposed to eliminate the static that was building up in the car. Right. And they thought that static might be giving rise to car sickness. Clearly not. Not, yeah. So is there any way to prevent it and avoid it? Yeah, there's advice, yes. And we know this, no, a hydration. Dehydration makes it worse for definite. That's the first thing, right? So stay hydrated is the first message. Don't eat too much. Obviously, rich foods are going to make you feel even sicker. Uh, avoid so the mess you make on the back seat will be less. Well, this is it, exactly. <laughs> avoid caffeine. That, that can make it worse. Alcohol can certainly make it worse because then you're kind of, your balance is affected as well. You know, sit in the front. That, that's a really good one for definite work, sitting in the front car. Keep your eye on the horizon is really important. No reading no scrolling as well is very important so so those kinds of things do yeah. have an effect and you know? then there are medications you can buy uh, over the counter to avoid car sickness yeah. what are they? Well the, adv- the one advance in this area now obviously motion sickness is hardly life threatening so there hasn't been a huge amount of research um, but one thing is histamine so it turns out histamine in your body goes up when you're suffering from motion sickness antihistamines therefore are used Dramamine is a good example and they definitely have a beneficial effect the trouble is they make you drowsy okay. so you can't be driving on, on the Dramamine 
dramamine either. You know? but, but then, then if you're driving, you're not going to be sick. Anyway, you'll be lucky. You know, exactly. Yeah. So dramamine, some of those meds work. But the second thing that was interesting about was these um, these bracelets with that press on your, your wrist. Have you seen those? It's called, it's called acupressure. Yeah. That seems to be beneficial, but it's placebo. They reckon you're focusing on the, the bracelet pressure and that distracts you potentially. It's not necessarily hitting a, a nerve that goes to your brain yeah. and stops you being sick, but still the acupressure seems to have some benefits. But the um, best part was breathing. So control breathing, just breathing carefully, is 50% as effective as, as meds. So therefore breathing can help. Here's something from a listener. There's a similar connection between the eyes and the brain with regard to sun exposure and sunburn. Sunglasses prevent this from working. Ah, that's interesting. Yeah. Does it mean that you don't take care if you're wearing sunglasses? Maybe. And you get more likely to get burnt, yeah. Mm. Um, if I travel in a normal car, I feel fine. But I feel car sick if I'm in an electric one. That's from Anne and Luke. Well, the sound is important, but it turns out. Sound can affect our sense of nausea too. And they're very silent. And the noises in those electric cars are a bit different. And again, that might confuse your brain. You don't think you're moving at all, whatever the background noise mm. is. Another one, re-motion sickness. People can get sick on trains. I get sick on trains or buses if I'm facing in the other direction. Ah, that's another interesting one. Yeah, you see, you never know. Whatever you're, again, that must be the eyes, the way the eyes are watching things going by. And again, there's some kind of disturbance happening. Yeah. But that's another interesting point. Uh, years ago in Disneyland, they had one of those simulator rides where everyone sits down and the base moves in conjunction with the projection on the screen. It was making everyone nauseous until they realised that the movement and the picture was out of sync. There you have it. It's the disconnect again, you see. Your, the Disney your body tech was wrong. Was wrong, exactly. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, uh, anyway, uh, it's a great mystery. More research needed for Zuckerberg to make his next exactly. spin that's or right. two. Uh, Luke O'Neill, Professor of Biochemistry at Trinity College in Dublin. Thank you very much. The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance. Weekdays at 9am on News Talk.